0: Welcome to Galveston Unscripted. The Texas Navy descended from the Texian Navy. It consisted of four schooners, the Invincible, the Brutus, the Liberty, and the Independence. Galveston Unscripted is brought to you by Galveston Running Tours. Run through history. For more information or to book a tour, check out the episode description. Hello and welcome to Galveston Unscripted. Today, we're going to take this back to where we first began. When I started Galveston Unscripted last year, I started things off by building an audio guide of Pier 21. I chose Pier 21 because when I started Galveston Running Tours, I really enjoyed starting the tour here. It's a nice place to lay out the history and context of the city of Galveston as it expanded around the port. The audio guide recordings from the early days were literally made on a cell phone with no soundproofing or professional equipment. The audio quality definitely needed work. I decided to go back and re-record all of the audio guides at Pier 21. While doing so, I made things more clear and concise and added much more history. So for anyone utilizing the Audio Tour map at Pier 21, the audio quality and content has improved tremendously. I decided to mash everything up and throw it into one episode for the podcast feed. So here is a mix of the new and improved audio guides of Pier 21. So enjoy these things you didn't know about Pier 21 and the surrounding areas. Standing on Pier 21 is one of the best ways to experience the Port of Galveston, short of hopping on one of those cruise ships. And be sure to keep an eye out for dolphins. They can be seen from Pier 21 all times of the year. Pier 21 is where the downtown historic district meets the 200-year-old Port of Galveston. While standing on Pier 21, looking towards the harbor, you can see Pelican Island across the ship channel. Pelican Island is mostly man-made from dredge mud, pulled from what is now the Houston Galveston, and Texas City ship channels. A century ago, the east end of what we now know as Pelican Island was the location of one of Galveston's immigration quarantine stations. Pelican Island is now home to Texas A&M University at Galveston, many maritime and port-related companies, and the Galveston Naval Museum on the far east end. While standing on Pier 21, if you look to your west, you will see operating docks and shipping operations, including the fourth busiest cruise terminal in the United States. You may also be able to spot the masts of the 1877 Tall Ship Alyssa at the Galveston Historic Seaport. When looking east, you will see the Ocean Star, an offshore drilling rig and museum. Behind you on the grass, you will find the official historic marker for the Texas Navy. Be sure to check out some of the exciting dolphin and harbor tours that are offered at Pier 21. Go roam around Pier 21 and explore everything you can see of the port that built Texas 200 years in the making. The tall ship Alyssa was launched in October of 1877. She was built in Scotland, and has sailed under Scottish, Norwegian, Swedish, and even Greek flags. After nearly a century of sailing the open seas, the Alyssa fell into a state of disrepair. Several attempts were made by various organizations around the globe to acquire the Alyssa. Sitting at a dock and deteriorating in Greece, she was one of the last of her kind that had survived a life at sea. In 1975, she was finally rescued by the Galveston Historical Foundation. She was towed across the Atlantic in 1979 from Piraeus, Greece, all the way to Galveston, and a full force restoration project began upon her arrival. The Alyssa has an iron hole and three masts of Douglas fir from Oregon. All 19 of her sails were fabricated in Maine. Be on the lookout for volunteers at the Galveston Historic Seaport climbing up the Alyssa's mast to practice raising and lowering her sails. Be sure to check out the Galveston Historic Seaport to see their ship to shore exhibit as well as toward the 1877 Tall Ship Alyssa. During the Texas Revolution in the 1830s, Galveston became home to the Texas Navy. The monument on the grass at Pier 21 is dedicated to the First Navy of the Republic of Texas. The Texas Navy descended from the Texian Navy that was developed during the Texas Revolution. It consisted of four schooners, the Invincible, the Brutus, the Liberty, and the Independence. The Texas Navy is credited for keeping the Mexican Navy focused on defending the Mexican supply lines to the ground troops during the Texas Revolution as well as the beginnings of the Republic of Texas. And while the Mexican Army and Navy were defending their supply lines, the Texas revolutionaries had a better chance carrying out their battle plans against an ill-supplied and distracted Mexican Army and Navy. Throughout the lifetime of the Republic of Texas, the Texas Navy had quite a few skirmishes with the Mexican Navy, and even assisted the Republic of the Yucatan in the rebelling against Mexico. When Texas became a part of the United States, the Texas Navy was merged into the United States Navy. Mm-hmm. The Port That Built Texas The Port of Galveston was established in 1825 by an act of Mexican Congress, when Texas was still a part of Mexico. Galveston Bay and the north side of Galveston Island, however, have been utilized as a safe natural harbor for sailors long before 1825. Before the east end of Galveston Island was expanded to its current location in the late 1800s, the island had a deep natural inlet. This natural harbor had been used by French and Spanish explorers and even pirates hiding out from authorities. In the early 1800s, a pirate named Jean Lafitte used this natural harbor as the headquarters for an illicit smuggling operation after he was kicked out of New Orleans. In 1820, he was forced out of Galveston by the United States Navy. The Port of Galveston was officially established in 1825. During the Texas Revolution, the Port of Galveston was home to the Texas Navy. After the Texas Revolution and into the 1850s, Galveston steadily became the center of trade in Texas, and throughout the 1800s, was imperative for the United States' expansion westward. A United States Customs House was first completed in 1861. Although the Port of Galveston has seen almost any type of cargo that you can fit on a ship, the three principal shipments that built the Port of Galveston throughout the 1800s were cotton, immigrants, and slaves. Fifty years before Ellis Island opened, Galveston was a major immigration port. Immigrants from all over the world came to the United States through Galveston. Many Texans, especially Galvestonians, can trace their ancestors' immigration records back through the Port of Galveston Slavery in Texas did not completely cease until June 19, 1865, also known as Juneteenth. Galveston was one of the largest slave-trading ports west of New Orleans. At the end of the Civil War, over 250,000 enslaved people were in Texas. Although Galveston was a slave-trading port, records indicate that fewer than 1% of enslaved people lived in Galveston County. Many types of cargoes were shipped in and out of Galveston. However, cotton was king. As the demand for cotton around the world grew exponentially in the mid-1800s, Texas had the land to grow it and the perfect location to export to cotton-craving nations. Galveston became one of the largest exporters of cotton in the nation, which called the attention of businessmen, families, and anyone who was willing to work to a bustling city at the port of Galveston. Galveston was the most populous city in Texas until around 1885, when surpassed by Dallas and San Antonio and easily the most wealthy per capita until 1900, and the devastating 1900 storm. All because of the prosperity of the port. After the storm of 1900, the Houston Ship Channel expanded quickly, and Galveston was no longer the shipping powerhouse it once was. The port survived through the 1900s, with a fraction of the business it once had, as most of the shipping lines and commercial business traveled to Houston. In recent years, the Port of Galveston is a busy cruise port. The Port of Galveston is also busy with oil and gas vessels roll-on, roll-off vessels, offshore service vessels, oil rigs, coast guard vessels, and the Port of Galveston is pretty much equipped to handle almost any type of vessel or cargo. The Port of Galveston, the port that built Texas. While standing on Pier 21, you will be able to see Pelican Island across the harbor. Pelican Island can only be accessed by the 51st Street Bridge, which can be seen at the far west end of Galveston Harbor. Today, Pelican Island is home to Texas A&M University at Galveston, Seawolf Park, and the Galveston Naval Museum. The Galveston Naval Museum exhibits a World War II destroyer escort, the USS Stewart, and a World War II-era submarine, the USS Cavalla. Texas A&M University at Galveston was established in 1965. The land was donated by prominent Galveston businessman George P. Mitchell. This campus is currently home to the Texas Maritime Academy, one of the seven maritime academies in the United States. The campus is also world-renowned for its maritime business and marine biology programs. The Pelican Island we see today is mostly man-made from mud pulled from the Galveston, Texas City, and Houston ship channels during the dredging projects over the past century when a ship channel is deepened and widened. The mud that they pull from the ship channel needs to go somewhere, and Pelican Island became the ideal place to expand real estate along the Galveston and Texas City ship channels. Over the past 100 years, Pelican Island has steadily expanded into what you see today. When you look at old maps dating back to the 1800s, you will see two small islands north of Galveston itself. These were known as Pelican Island and Pelican Spit, Seawolf Park currently sits at the location of Pelican Spit, and it's also where one of the quarantine stations for immigration was built in the early 1900s. If you have time on your trip to Galveston, I highly recommend driving to the far east end of Pelican Island to experience the Galveston Naval Museum and Seawolf Park. Seawolf Park is known in this part of Texas as a first-class fishing destination. As you look across the water from Pier 21, you will probably see ships, oil rigs, tugboats, or possibly all of the above, Pelican Island is home to multiple maritime-related businesses, including dry docks for vessel and oil rig repair, tugboat companies, offshore vessel services, and even a dock specifically made to load crude oil. Pelican Island has been home to a naval base and multiple shipyards. Almost completely man-made, proof that mud from the bottom of the bay can hold a major university, a museum, and major infrastructure, and assist the local economy for over a century. The Ocean Star Oilfield Energy Center is a retired offshore drilling rig that has been converted into a museum and education center, exhibiting the process of onshore and offshore drilling. The Ocean Star is a jack-up rig that was built in 1969 in Beaumont, Texas. This rig worked throughout the Gulf of Mexico, mainly along the Texas and Louisiana Gulf Coast, and has drilled approximately 200 wells during her active years. Since retirement, She has been converted into a fascinating education center and energy history museum. Be sure to check out the Ocean Star and learn all things petroleum and see if you can imagine life on board a jack-up oil rig. While exploring Pier 21, you may be able to spot all of the shrimp boats docked in between the Ocean Star and Katie's Seafood. This area is known as the Mosquito Fleet. It's said that the name Mosquito Fleet comes from the shrimping boats' insect-like profiles, This area was home to the 1838 Coons Wharf, one of the first major investments at the Port of Galveston and one of the first docks with deep water access. Before Galveston's first bridge connected to the mainland in 1860, the area around the Mosquito Fleet became the city's open market. Boats would arrive from the mainland, bringing produce, beef, and other goods to barter. Throughout the city's early years, the market eventually expanded southward along 20th Street, between Avenue B, also known as Strand, and Avenue D, also known as Market Street. During the Civil War, in late 1862, into 1863, the United States Navy occupied Galveston for a few months, and the USS Harriet Lane was docked at the end of Coons Wharf. The Confederacy took back Galveston Island and initiated what is now known as the Battle of Galveston. The area between the Mosquito Fleet along 20th Street to Strand, including the Henley Building, are a Civil War battleground. Today's Mosquito Fleet ties together Galveston's early market and the naming of Market Street, the Battle of Galveston during the Civil War, and Coons Wharf, a major pier for trade at the port of Galveston. Be sure to take a close look at some of those shrimp boats. If you've ever eaten shrimp in Galveston, chances are high they came from one of them. Thank you so much for listening to Galveston Unscripted. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. This podcast was brought to you by Galveston Running Tours. Run through history. 5K and 10K running tours throughout Galveston Island. Be sure to check out the description below. Again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on Galveston Unscripted. For historic resources or more information, check out the episode description.